BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Save now. Get up and go to Lexus of Sacramento, 2600 Fulton Avenue, online at LexusofSacramento.com. Senior, a dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. Hey, everybody! Kick off a brand new week. We're under the tutelage of our general manager, the Ukrainian Armed Forces. The giant counteroffensive has begun, allegedly. Okay, allegedly. According to whom? Well, I don't know. Is there a board that rules on these things, or uh, well, something a guy ma- something in an made, office? Something made you say this, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the attacks have stepped up in the east, and uh, it, it appears that they're underway. All right, well, that's exciting. Ah, uh, yeah, and bloody. Oof. Yeah, that's what Zelensky said. Well, he said it's going to be bloody because we don't have our freaking planes. If you give us our freaking planes, it wouldn't be so bloody. 
Well, it would take months to train you on them, we said years ago. Right. Or a right. year ago. Yeah. Big oh, finish well. here. Come on now. Brand new week. Bring it. Oh, man. Kill it. Mm. That Jack coffee's good. Big swig of coffee there. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Drug addict needs caffeine yes. to function. Good stuff. Yes, and then that, that means I feel better about myself because somebody else is doing it. Yes, <laughs> I've already sucked down all my coffee this morning. Oh really? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, if you want to talk foreign, foreign policy, I'm looking up at the TV bank and everybody's doing the China stories. Also, what the hell is going on there? That was my second choice. Belligerent China. Man, are they stirring it up? What? Are they doing? Why did they run that ship at our warship like that within what 150 yards? Which, if you were on a giant ship, would seem really close. Well, and a ship bristling with guns on both sides. Yeah. What, Why what are, are you the, getting that close? I can think of one reason. Yeah. Well, what What do you think's going on? What are they doing? You know, I bet there's a, a name for the strategy. Um, in my readings and listenings through the years, I haven't run into it, but the strategy of always poking you in the chest, just always being on the front foot and aggressive. Maybe it's because if the other side wants something, you have something to bargain with. All right, well, we'll quit uh, running our ships at yours and our planes at yours. I don't know. Well, it yeah. seems unnecessarily. I mean, it's like uh, you know, constantly alerting the defense in football. We're going to run a running play. Right. Stay ready. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. As a simpleton, it seems to me, <clears throat> if you're going to attack the United States, you play it cool until the moment you attack. You don't act yeah. like you're going to punch them. Act like you're going to punch them. Get them all ready to be punched and have their hands up, and then punch them. Well, they're really big on that whole uh, the, the, the South China Sea and the Straits of uh, Taiwan are ours. That's not international waters. That's our waters. Uh, but I don't know what they get out of that because we always say, no, they're not. Well, We're going to sail our ships and so are the Canadians and Australians, so shut up. There is the whole angle of we did let that freaking balloon travel clear across the country, gathering information and sending it back to China all the way across the entire United States, flying over sensitive areas before we did anything about it. So maybe they don't know how we're going to react, that we might just all of a sudden say, okay, I guess it's your waters, because we said, okay, I guess we'll let your balloon spy on us for three days. A powerful and humiliating theory. Yes, I think you're right. (laughs) Well, we can't shoot it down over rural Montana, clearly, because it might hit a moose. Stupid. So I, maybe me, yeah, maybe they are seeing if we'll, what what other soft areas do we have on our underbelly? Now, Sec, Sec Def Lloyd Austin said yesterday we are not going to; these are not international waters. We are not backing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, China said back, uh, "Mind your own business. These are our waters. You have no business here." That's pretty pro- it, pretty provocative. Yeah, it's just a, a strategy of continually checking for weakness on every front in every way. When the article. Seem to again accomplish the opposite of what you're hoping for, though. Yeah. Unless your adversary is, I don't know, a senile old fool. Although uh, all your news outlets, including like your serious journalists on this topic, are saying it's uh, we're at a low point for U.S.-China relations, given the fact that we have no communication with them. Also, so that that ain't good. Yeah. Since Chairman Mao descended to hell. Yeah. Back to the whole Ukraine thing. The Washington Post version of this story yesterday, I think, is Wapo. Of all the training that NATO's been doing for the Ukrainian troops, getting them ready for this offensive. I mean, they're going to be using U.S.-style tactics. I mean, training straight out of our uh, our classrooms for this whole attack. It's going to mm. be it's going to be something to watch. 
And they got I loaded. wish I'd seen that. I, I find the Washington Post so obnoxious so often. I, I've, I've stopped clicking on it. But uh, we've got them all trained up, and they got lots of uh, modern tanks from Poland and Germany, and uh, and and I'm guessing stuff we don't know about until until it happens. So what is the what is the whole speaking of uh, uh, the, 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 what do you call it? Projecting, forwarding, showing people your moves ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, why why is Ukraine doing that? That's got to be a strategy at this point. Remember last week there was an announcement from Ukraine that we've got everything in place and everything's looking good for the counteroffensive. And our friend Mike Lyons said, I can't imagine why you would say that. I mean, what is the point of saying that? But it's been said so many times over the last week. It's clearly a strategy of some sort. Is it to scare the Russians? I, I've heard this is going to be big. This is going to be huge. I mean, we are we've really laid a lot of groundwork. Holy crap, this is going to be huge. And it's coming any moment. I have heard people suggest that uh, it's a message to the Russian soldiers. If you're thinking running for the hills, now would be a good time to do it. Uh, But secondly, uh, I read a different article about how, and this is a a very American strategy, you send out feints, fake attacks, or light attacks to get the enemy to disclose their positions. And then you make a quick note of it, rearrange your strategy, and Mm. hammer hard. So is that part of it? They're just trying to generate movement among the Russian troops? And I suppose, You show us where you want to defend the most strenuously. And I suppose if the counteroffensive isn't coming for, for a month or something like that, then you have Russia in a, a state of alertness that drains a lot of resources and makes you nervous for a very long time. There's got to be an advantage to that. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. God, this is going to be something to watch, I think, though. Holy cow, and a lot rides on it. Because if it doesn't work, what's plan B? Right. Right. Just grind it out, I guess. Anyway, we should start the show officially. I worry about unofficially begin radio shows. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, June the 5th, the year 2023. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then, officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. I've loved so much of this job, helping to explain America to Washington and explain Washington to America. Oh, my gosh, I just vomited. What the heck was that? I just vomited. Chuck Todd made me vomit. Oh, boy. That was Chuck Todd's farewell address explaining how he's been explaining America to Washington, (laughs) even as he explains Washington to America. Yeah, I'll explain myself, you Caesar haircutted numbskull. Wow, went after his haircut. You bastard, go! Get out! Nobody wants you anymore! Went after his hairstyle. That seems low. That's really, there's so many things I could have gone after. I don't know. I I lost my head. I just hate him so much. And uh, I don't know to what extent we ought to be talking about the 2024 presidential election. It is at a fever pitch. According to people that follow these things, it's at like Iowa's next Monday pitch for the campaigning between the, the various candidates. But does that matter to any of the rest of us? That doesn't mean the rest of us have to pay any attention. You can get all as fever as you want if we decide, you know what, it's nine months away, so whatever. Wow, you're like a monk. How can you resist the excitement of Asa Hutchinson getting in the race? <laughs> well, there's some other, dude, uh, some other dude I hadn't even thought of. Uh, the governor of North Dakota is getting in this week. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Whatever his name is. I don't know. And you know what? Something tells me I don't have to memorize it. <laughs> Oh, jeez. See, that's, At least not yet. that's the sort of dismissiveness in, in 1992 when Bill Clinton got into the race. All right. Well, I like when people pick extreme one-off examples of things that never happen to refute what almost always happens. 
arguably Jimmy Carter was that more or less. But uh, yeah, I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see. It's only June. Although they just announced the first Republican debate is in August. August 25th, I think. With the well, that's a long way away, man. With the open question of is Trump does Trump uh, can uh, does he play along? Yeah. Well, uh, interestingly, the requirements among them are you have to have 1% in the polls. You have to 1%. Have th- well, that's a really really uh putting a lot of pressure on people. Well, I, I like I like that the threshold is fairly low. That's pretty low. Just because of the, you know, the great leader that just doesn't have a national profile emerges potentially. Because that anyway. happens a lot. All right. Maybe 2%, <laughs> which is double 1%. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so you have to have, yeah, you know what? That is true. I mean, obviously it's self-evident, but you would have to double your support somehow. As, for instance, a Kamala Harris. Well, you're in, and if you're down around 1% or 2%, you're always within the margin of error of zero. So it True. might say 1%, but you have not one not one old woman in South Carolina is interested in you. At any rate, you need 1%, 40,000 uh, individual donors, and you have to sign a pledge that says you will support the eventual nominee. Mm. That could be a hang-up for the orange one. Right. I'll wait and see. I'll wait and see. Yeah. Depends. I saw says. Reince Priebus yesterday, who runs the Republican Party, uh, talking on there about... Look, we get to make our own rules. It's our party. If you don't want to play by our rules, there are lots of other parties you could be the nominee for. And I think he was talking to Trump. Yes, clearly. Yeah. yeah. The Republican establishment is desperate for Trump to go away. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's a pretty good start to the week. Cool. Well, we got lots on the way, lots to catch up on. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot, 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Wentz. Boating slash fishing with the boys over the weekend. Maybe I'll talk about that later. Nice. Well, that's a, so it's a two weekends in a row. Last weekend I went hiking, fell down nine times. This weekend, boating and fishing. I'm quite the outdoorsman. You didn't take out your eye with a hook or anything, <laughs> no. apparently. I didn't run the hook through my finger, but just oh! just surface enough that oh. it was easy to get the hook out. Oh, Having just warned boy. the kids about that because telling him about oh. how hard it is to get a fish hook out of you once you jig it in you, but. Anytime I have a fishing pole in my hand, there's a 50% chance the hook ends up in me. I'm just, I have a complete lack of, it's like I often ask Judy to slice bagels for me. For some reason, I just have the complete inability to prevent that. The tough thing about fishing for amateurs, like it was my youngest son's really his first time fishing, is really, really good fishermen, like professional fishermen, sometimes go for long stretches without catching a fish. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's not easy to do, even if you're really good at it. Then if you're an amateur using, you know... You know, poor bait and, you know, no depth finders or temperature readings or any of that sort of stuff. Eh, it gets a little difficult. Yeah, it can be. And and for adults who run around like maniacs all day long and trying to earn a living and the rest of it, you know, that uh, process of casting and reeling and nothing happening is actually kind of nice in a way. Yeah. For kids, it's like, this is stupid. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's the difference, right? They want to catch a fish every three minutes. Uh, here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. <laughs> Sent along by Mary in Idaho. This is stupid. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was a little strong. Well, but, that's uh, pretty accurate. Uh, I love this. Uh, she says, it's not really a freedom-loving quote, but... Uh, I love this in light of Bud Light, Target, etc. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Hmm. I like that saying. It's a very plain-spoken, homespun Americana thing to say. Look, you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. <laughs> Man, AB was it ABC? I think it was ABC this week. Their final segment last uh, yesterday morning. They did a long tease for Pride Month and all the things that ABC is going to do and all these different shows. So much of it centered around trans and how awful it is that these states are passing these laws and everything like that. I really don't think America is where all of these big companies think they that we are. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree completely. Well, and again, my objection is uh, that Gay Pride Month or day or week or whatever it is has become alphabet slew of various variations and and created genders and experiments on children and you're supposed to endorse all of it well no thank you mailbag well two in a row correspondence from idaho matt the idaho farmhand the world's most philosophical farmhand writes Morning, gents. Your take on the root causes of the bums and junkies crisis is spot on. My family and I just got back from a several-day stay in beautiful Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Absolutely gorgeous. 
had the opportunity to hop back and forth across the porous border to Spokane, Washington, several times. The porous border. (laughs) Build a wall. Make Washington pay for it. In Spokane, bums galore and pervasive drug use. In Coeur d'Alene, right across the border, an area bum to be seen. Might have seen one person out out of state smoking pot on the sly once. In one state, the law is lax and hardly enforced. In the other, the law is strict and promptly enforced. Incentives and disincentives are a reality, and we know what Jack says about reality. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's interesting, and I, I guarantee you that, that that is not the language that's been using being used on the Washington side of the border. They're talking about housing prices and inequality and various policies that make it so hard to live. And, and, no, that's amazing. And compassion, blah, blah, blah. Matt, the Idaho farmhand, and Isaac... Uh, sung the praises of Friday's Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast. It was the infamous episode where Dr. Oz tried to take over the show. Oh, in really? Person. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And let's see. My kids uh, bring that up now and then, how much I hate Dr. Oz. Let's see. When I, the other uh, day we were talking about something, and I told Henry, you shouldn't hate anybody. He said, you hate Dr. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you're right. I do hate Dr. Oz. But Matt says, hilarious. Love Joe's measured, barbed civility. Heartily empathized with Jack's sharply expressed annoyance and disapproval. That's right. You more or less went nuts and yelled at people, which was fantastic. Uh, Let's see. This is from Bridget, uh, beautiful Northern California. I was made aware that June 2nd is National Leave the Office Early Day when one of my team members let me know she was leaving early last Friday. I laughed out loud since I thought she was kidding. Then she says, Google it. To my shock and dismay, I saw, indeed, it is a real thing. What's next? National call-in sick day? National three-hour lunch day? <laughs> Instead, I'd like to nominate a few other national days. How about national work-your-ass-off day? Or national do-your-effing-job day? <laughs> Goodbye, sweet America. Mm. Leave the office early day. Is that an option? Just because it's the day, somebody calls it that day, you just get to walk out of work early? How does that work? Uh, well, that's apparently that's what, you know, everybody's always like, you know, today's National Pancake Day. And I always say, no, it's not. <laughs> so this is what we have created. Oh, no. Wow. People think if somebody names it a day, they get to do that day. No. We got to check into the news of the weekend. You know, we spend the entire weekend watching news shows, reading long articles, preparing for this so that we can tell you all about it. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Strong and Getty Show. I don't really want to talk about this, but I suppose we should more later. This is not uh, your normal Pride Month, I feel. There are way more articles, shows, concerts, events than I ever remember, or at least more high profile. New York Times is out with an article today about how uh, Republicans are attempting to um, control the lives of transgender youth in states around the country. And I mentioned ABC has specials all month long, and at least based on the tease they played yesterday, it's all about evil Republicans trying to control the lives of transgender youth and how unfair it is. With it didn't look like any examples of transgender youth out there who are now older who regret some of the things that happened, which would be a nice balance. But anyway, more on that coming up later. Yeah, craziness. Don't get me started. Uh, so it was funny. I heard uh, somebody talking in real life about how they were really concerned about making a financial move because everybody knows there's a recession coming. I've been feeling that way. 
Yeah, and I thought, yeah, mm-hmm, sure enough. And then I opened the Wall Street Journal, I think it was Sunday, and uh, and the headline is, Why the U.S. Remains Far from Recession. What? The pandemic's after effects fuel economic resilience despite rising interest rates. Long and short of it being, no, no, it doesn't look like it, not for a while. Anyway. We have, we've had business leaders say to us in recent weeks, well, we're in a recession. <clears throat> I've, I've known a number of business leaders through my life that, state when you're in a recession or not in a recession based on the reality on the ground that they're feeling and not mm-hmm. based on the you know what a newspaper or a politician tells them but a number of business people seem to feel like we're in a recession i can certainly see that in some sectors in some places or maybe nationally is uh, there does it absolutely feels like caution is in the air that people are not going to stretch they're not going to do that wild thing or the uh, you know the chancy investment or or anything but maybe it's it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't know. Anyway, back to the Wall Street Journal. More than a year after the Fed began rapidly raising interest rates to tame inflation, the hallmarks of a widely expected recession remain elusive. Employers are hiring aggressively. Consumers are spending freely. The stock market is rebounding, and the housing market appears to be stabilizing. The most recent evidence that the Fed's efforts have yet to significantly weaken the economy. God, these are all national numbers, though. Maybe that's the problem. Yeah, absolutely true, yeah. Instead, the lingering effects of the pandemic have left consumers and employers still playing catch-up. That momentum could prove self-sustaining. And they go into the pent-up demand for uh, travel, concerts, dining out. Businesses are staffing up to satisfy pent-up demand. Government policies in response to the pandemic, low interest rates, trillions of dollars in financial assistance, left consumers and businesses with lots of money and cheap debt, et cetera, et cetera. So it's just so hot, there's no, you know, gently applying the brakes, I guess? But what does that mean? Oh, they mentioned the job numbers Friday. 339,000 jobs created in May. Much higher than expected, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, once again, I was at a number of places understaffed over the weekend with help-wanted signs. Uh, What are we going to do with another 300-some thousand jobs when you can't fill all those jobs? How does that work? Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Job openings increased to 10.1 million in April. That's 400,000 more than in March, far exceeding the 5.7 million unemployed Americans that month. Of course, remember, to be counted as unemployed, you have to be unemployed and seeking work. If you declare, no, I'm just a ward of the state now, I'm going (laughs) to collect my stimmy money and uh, work under the table for cash, the rest of it, you're not even listed. So the true number of unemployed people, I couldn't even guess at, but 10.1 million jobs that are going begging. Well, right. And as you always point out, somebody was doing these jobs before the pandemic. What happened? Yeah, to a large extent. Uh, So, uh, and consumers have money to spend. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, You don't want to be mad on a Monday. You don't. But you should know this. Maybe I do. Even... Even the New York Times. Jack, how would you describe the New York Times to people? I would describe it as liberal. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The New York Times itself with an article about the mind-blowing amount of money that was thrown at schools to help them catch up after the pandemic, to bring the kids along, get them back to their goals. The mind-blowing amount of money spent how haphazardly it was spent, and how in many, many districts it did zero good. It was just handed out to people. Bonuses for employees. Everybody got a bonus. That's how they used the money. What? Isn't that what we said at the time? Is this supposed to be shocking? It's a giant slush fund.
to buy votes. That's it. It's just so galling. And, and, you know, if it were just yet another stupid government program, all right, you know, ho-hum, old story. They they steal from the future to hand out money to buy votes. Um, But this was supposed to be helping the poor little kids overcome the trauma and education loss of the pandemic. And it was squandered to large. It was handed out to the teachers union or whatever else. You know what the pro- what problem? I just I can't wrap my head around. I suppose this happened after a while. We all get used to it. Maybe you've gotten. I can't get used to the inflation. I'm still shocked by the prices of things. Like every day, I yeah. just I can't I can't wrap my head around. Oh, th- uh, right. That's what it costs for me and two kids to eat at Applebee's. I just every time I'm like, what? As I said to Judy the other night, that did not seem like a hundred and ten dollar meal. Right. We had a couple of glasses of wine. That jacks it up, granted, but still, come on. So I had a house sitter watching uh, watching the dog while we were out uh, fishing and frolicking over the weekend, and I, 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 I gotta like try to figure out well what what do you pay a kid for this sort of thing? Because in my mind, I've got a number, but that can't a be right. A shiny new dime. Because it costs <laughs> it costs fifty five dollars for the three of us to eat at Kentucky Fried Chicken the other day. So. Boy. Right, right. You know, it's funny. Judy was just expressing shock at the prices uh, house sitters were, were charging, but they got to buy groceries. Sure. Too. They got to pay for gas to get to your house. Speaking of buying groceries and eating and that sort of thing, quick word from our beloved sponsors at Hello Fresh. It's summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime. Don't spend all your time shopping and chopping and preparing and stuff like that when you can have Hello Fresh deliver those fabulous meals to you every week. Yeah, you can spend less time meal planning, prepping, more time catching fish or catching rays. And you know, if you're going to use two words to describe me, it'd be fresh and fit. They've got the fresh and fit summer menu. Featuring calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options, plus vegan dinners, too. But if that's not your... Don't get the idea that that's all they have, is they're all about the super healthy vegan stuff. That's not true at all. No, indeed. Deliciousness is what it's all about. Get farm to doorstep quality in every HelloFresh box. They have dozens and dozens of recipes to choose from. You can quit any time. Sign up today for 16 free meals plus free shipping with the code Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. Again, that's the code Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. I think Judy and I have been doing HelloFresh for a couple of years now. Love it. Uh, Armstrong16 at HelloFresh.com slash Armstrong16. Maybe I should ask my parents about this the last time that inflation that was this high. How did how did you start to wrap your head around things just costing twice as much as they cost in your head? Everything you do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's 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 bad. And keeping honestly, in mind that for most of us, our wages haven't gone up that much. Right, right. And folks, many folks are living paycheck to paycheck already. I just saw an interview with Nancy Pelosi. It was actually a couple of months ago. People are still dragging it out where she says, yeah, people complain too much about inflation. It means the economy's going strong. It's a good thing. How, how are you that out of rich out of touch? Rather. You're super rich. You have been since you were a little child. And you say crap like that? Yikes. <laughs> and you say crap like that. Good Lord. Inflation's a good thing. Okay. Wow. Wow. Oof. Yeah. I don't feel that way. No, um, indeed. It's like a punch in the stomach. I get my bill and it's just like pow. Just, just above my nether regions. Just pow. Oh, solar plexus. Getting punched by the Apple Buddy. That's what they call the people that work at Applebee's. Apple Buddies. Is that right? Yeah. You work there, your co-worker's an Apple buddy. We should do that around here. Like uh, Armstrong oh, and Getty buddies or something. That's what Michael and Hansel, we would all be. I'm working on it. Nothing's popping to mind. 
Uh, we do need to get into more some of the details of what people are saying about the whole China thing, about the whole Ukraine thing. Those are two geopolitical stories that have absolutely fascinated me all weekend long. Uh, the counteroffensive looks like it's coming. Well, you said you had declared that it had already started at the beginning of the show. So, I had, according to my uh, uh, official certification as counteroffensive declarer-in-chief. You think That's we could right. get Mike Lyons on today, Hanson, if we wanted to on short notice? We ought to ask him. That's the person to ask. What are we asking you for? You don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I, I've been wondering why you're asking me. <laughs> we'll ask, well, yes, Hanson? Yes? No? We'll ask Mike Lyons about that. And the staging that's been going on, as they call it, for the last couple of weeks for the counteroffensive. And nobody knows exactly where it's going to come, or maybe they don't even know where it's going to come, depending on how Russia reacts to the staging that's going on so far. Speaking of offensive and violence, uh, the Wall Street Journal reprinted an article that a gal wrote, uh, well, in 1989, clearly. Um, she, I was an eyewitness to the massacre in Tiananmen Square, the oh anniversary of which was yesterday. It's uh, harrowing and dramatic. We'll uh, see if we can squeeze that in a little bit later on the show. Cool. We'll get to all that stuff, and our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. 
Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Too late. Got nothing in my brain. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. That's what people say. Mm-hmm. I go on too many. Things. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But I can't make them stay. Just swallow the fuck. Is there any chance none of you saw that? You hate to see that happen. People paid a lot of money to see Taylor Swift in concert. Her concert tickets among the most expensive in recent memory. As the T-Swizzle tour continues across America and a bug flew in her beautiful, talented <laughs> mouth. And she choked on it in the midst of one of her songs. It's terrible, terrible thing to witness. I didn't pay this money to see a very talented sex pot singer swallow bugs. Play another song. <laughs> That's not what I came for here. <laughs> Long-legged, short-skirt, bug-swallowing, huh? Yeah, exactly. Uh, often people, like, inhale bugs. That's disturbing. Now you got a bug in your lungs. Or does it get caught halfway or what? Why, why does that bother you more? You, you're, you're, you're picturing the bug being alive and, like, flying around well, in your stomach like a cartoon or what? Well, no, in my stomach, I got, like, digestive juices. The bug doesn't have a chance, but if I suck it into my, my lungs. Oh, okay. Come on. Hmm. Right to halfway down, or does it get lodged in a lung? I don't know. Uh, think twice before you get on Indian Rail, I guess. Oy vey. Nearly 300 people in a train collision killed. One of the world's deadliest train cash crashes in many, many decades. The Prime Minister, Modi, promised the harshest punishment for anyone found responsible for Friday's wreck. I thought that was interesting. The world's largest democracy, the first thing you hear out of their leader is there will be harsh punishment for whoever's responsible. We don't do it that way, really. No, we blame a building and nothing happens. Nobody loses their job. Yeah, that's something. Uh, So, hmm. Bad crash, though. You know, not really anything to that story other than horror. Um, I was uh, looking over my notes from the weekend. I did read the article in the New York Times, the... The Russians who were living quiet, peaceful lives in their small town on the Russian side of the border, who uh, I don't know how much attention they were paying to the war in Ukraine, but now all of a sudden the war has landed on their, well, that's the headline. Everything changed. The war arrives on Russia's doorstep. Mm. You got all these Russians who are living the quiet, peaceful life of that part of the world that the Ukrainians were living just on the other side of the border before they got attacked out of nowhere by a brutal nut job. And uh, how is that going to change the politics of Russia now that they're starting to be attacked? And I also wonder, is that we might not know this for 50 years, if we're coordinating this in any way or Zelensky's behind it in any way or if this is part of a strategy or whatever. Sure seems like a good strategy if it's part of a strategy to have uh, some drone attacks within blocks of Putin's home and other oligarchs to have Russian towns now all of a sudden having missiles come down on them and people saying, hey, what's the deal here? I don't know. Yeah, uh, from what I understand, any opposition to the special military action in Russia is extremely muted at this point. 
hundreds of thousands of people fled to get away from the draft or, or ideological reasons. And now you get jailed for even criticizing the military unless you're Prigozhin who gets to harshly criticize the military in public. But if you're an average schmo and you do that, you're uh, in serious trouble. Uh, but so, I'm sorry. So the point is Ukraine is obviously trying to ratchet up popular discontent among Russians sure. for this. And that's a pretty good way to do it. Uh, different part of the world. This story caught my eye because uh, when is this going to start coming to various parts of the United States? Maybe Chicago, maybe other places. Vigilante justice rises in Haiti and crime plummets. They had so much crime out of control for so long that regular, probably mostly dads, decided, all right, that's it. We got to do something and got together. Civilians have killed 160 gang members in Haiti, a human rights group says. Residents feel safer. They're worried there'll be more violence, but a whole bunch of regular citizens just decided nobody's doing anything. We got to do something. Could that yeah. start happening in some of the crime-ridden neighborhoods of the United States where nobody's doing anything, nobody gets punished? There's a piece in the uh, New York Times over the weekend about a, uh, a neighborhood in, I think it's Brooklyn, yeah, uh, that once a year they police themselves for five days. And unarmed cops are kind of standing by, but it's, again, mostly dads um, who are out there. They walk the streets looking for any signs of trouble. Anybody acting up, they, they say, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? Or somebody's hassling a shopkeeper. They get called, and they zoom over there and say, hey, that's uncool. We're not having that. And and it's uh, I th- it's it's pitched as kind of a progressive idea of reimagining the police and that sort of thing. But what struck me about the article, and obviously the Haiti thing reminded me, it, it it's, uh, it's just a callback, a throwback to neighborhoods where people knew each other. I couldn't act up as a kid in my neighborhood. Forget it. The word would get back to my parents immediately. Or they would just correct me themselves. And it just struck me, wow, that's it's not exactly progressive. It's more like traditional what you guys are doing. It's kind of a cool story, though. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. I'm looking up at the television. I Somebody has got to sit me down and do a, 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 a PowerPoint presentation for me. And explain to me what the whole drag thing is. I don't know if I missed that. Like, was I asleep when this became a thing? Or what? What? what is that? Why is it everywhere I look? What is the point of it? Why am I supposed to be so excited about it? Uh, well, it's gone from a kind of dopey alternate mode of entertainment for gay folks um, to now, I think it's it's designed to normalize uh, tearing down the male-female binary. It's part of critical theory. They're now using this dopey, kind of campy, very niche entertainment as a way to normalize it. I mean, why is there drag queen story hours? Give me one good reason for that, other than indoctrinating kids into the idea that you can choose to be a man or a woman. Well, and you talking about it in that tone is seen by at least you know a lot of mainstream publications as real right-wing reactionary old person uh reaction to something of what's what's the big deal it's just fun the kids love it all right yeah because i know what they're doing well i don't appreciate being manipulated and it's clear that that's what's happening clear to me anyway I saw a uh, I saw a sign, and I actually wanted to double back and check on that to see if I read it right. Somebody had texted me about it. 
a school I'm aware of, not that far from where I'm, uh, you know, where we're standing right now, um, that had a sign out front of the school about their drag queen something or other they were going to have as an end of the year celebration. And I thought, what? For the school? What is that? Okay, here's here's a right-wing reactionary lunatic asking y'all on the left this question. Why now? Why all of a sudden is this in schools, in libraries? Why? It's just innocent. It's fun. Who's promoting it? Well, right, but just the regular teachers and principals and whoever, they can't be. They're not Marxists, probably. So are they just... Are they just falling for the, oh, no, this is just modern America. This is what everybody does. It's part of Pride Month. Well, yeah, because no, nobody admits it, that it's it's Marxist, that it's trying to sow different divisions than class divisions, because that didn't work for Marx or anybody else, really. Um, no, they don't admit it. They, they dress it up as this is anti-hate. This is pro-love. If you are against this. Uh, you're a hater, you're a racist, you're a transphobe. And so, yeah, there are vast swaths of America, including teachers and principals, think, oh, I, I'm not a hater, I'm not a transphobe, right. so I'll go along with this. Right. I want to be a good person. Yeah, you're just trying to be nice. Uh, if you know anything yeah. about this, you got any of this uh, drag queen stuff that is really popular right now during Pride Month, uh, give us a text, 415-295-KFTC. And I would like to explain why even the innocent stuff is really insidious next hour. Okay. Yeah, I'm confused by it. If you miss an hour of this show, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.